Good morning, I'm here. What do you think of the intro? Now I know if you're watching this on YouTube, the intro is probably a little bit long for YouTube, I get it, but this is a live feed. It's not my usual YouTube content. So good morning, everybody. If you're watching, first of all, on YouTube, you've got to say hi, you've got to give me a shout out, you've got to tell me where you're from. If you're watching on Facebook, you've got to do the same. And of course, LinkedIn. Now, this podcast is also going out on, sorry, this podcast, this live feed is also going out onto my podcast from now on as well. So podcasters, if you go over to that review button, give yourselves a shout out on that review button as well. That would be absolutely awesome. So for the podcasters, what we do here, first of all, is we go to the community and we say hi. Everyone says hello and tells us where they're from, just so we can keep that community moving. So yeah, you can do the same. Don't forget to head over to that review button. So good morning, everybody. Say hello. Tell me where you're from. Good morning, Julie from a very wet Hemel. It's beautiful here today. So and you've shared it. Thank you. Good morning, Atana from Farnborough. You've clicked the share button. Thank you very much. Good morning, Kit, watching on LinkedIn. Good morning, Raj, watching from Ashford in Surrey, also on LinkedIn. Good morning to Cara, watching in Whitby. And Andrew, love it. Does that mean the um, the intro? Thank you, Andrew. Good morning, Chowdhury, watching from Bristol. And Sarah, from a very grey, wet Limington. Alex, good morning, watching on Facebook today from Worcester, just down the road. Nice day today in Worcester. Hello, Hannah from Kent. And to Andrew Bonjour from Lincoln. Samantha, good morning from Lincoln also, and to Mario from London. Folks, um, if you do like the show, if you can hit that share button, it goes a long way. I mean, it just means we get the news out to everybody else. So if you're new here, we are live every day at 8.30 a.m. Sometimes we bring guest speakers on. Um, very often we talk about the property news in the UK, the real estate stuff that's happening all around the UK. We talk about the eviction ban. We talk about licensing. We talk about planning. We talk about generation rent. We talk about tenants. We talk about everything. And we just give you all of the latest shared news. So if you do like it, please click on that share button and then tell me you've shared it in the comments. That would go an awful long way. So before we start, folks, my supporter group is open. If you want exclusive property content, head over to the supporter page. It's a great place to be. Loads of content in there every day. Okay, so what is in the news today? Let me just turn my comments off. Otherwise, here we go. Well, today, apparently lockdown has driven a significant increase in UK residents browsing for homes overseas, according to new data released by Kiro.com, which is an online European property platform for UK buyers. Kiro reported a 30% rise in UK visitors to its site between April and June 2020, compared to the same period in 2019. Louise Dell, the platform's founder, said lockdown and widespread remote working over recent months has had a significant impact on the types of people looking to buy property in Europe. So are you looking to buy property in Europe or do you already have property in Europe? Let me know. Just type it in the comments. Let me know if you do. In Europe, greater numbers of younger people and those now working remotely full-time are considering a move abroad as well, as we all become less tied to the office and are able to live, work and play wherever we really want to. In the three months following the start of lockdown one in the UK, Kiro witnessed a 19% increase in interest in overseas property 
from those aged between 25 and 34 compared to the same period last year. It seems that a global pandemic has made many people realise that time is precious and rather than putting dreams off until tomorrow, they are seizing the day and making it happen. Interesting. Do you have any property abroad, folks? Let me know if you do. Joanne's saying you're building a plot in Europe. Whereabouts, Joanne? That's interesting. Uh, Julie, I invest in France for holiday lets. Awesome. Uh, OD saying highly recommended. And the supporter group, thank you, Oli. Appreciate it. Um, lots of people still saying good morning. Good morning to Claudia from uh, Sutton. Um, Sutton, Surrey, indeed. Okay, so what do you think about the moving abroad type thing, folks? Let me know your comments on that. I don't have property abroad. I would rather have uh, my property at arm's length so I can really sort of control it. Maybe I'm a bit of a control freak. I don't know. If you're watching on YouTube, folks, please give yourselves a shout out now. Type in the comments. Tell me where you're from. Increasing numbers of landlords are registering as limited companies to reduce their tax liability an investment specialist has claimed. Now, this is no surprise, is it? Now, yesterday we reported that capital gains tax could, not will, but could be doubled next year. Now, if that's not an incentive to either sell now or become incorporated, I don't know what is. Now, there's a company called Thirlmere Deacon, um, and they say that there's been a 55% spike this year alone in investors inquiring about forming a limited company. Now it says its research shows a significant majority of active buy-to-let investors either currently operating as companies or planning to switch or at least interested in understanding its advantages. It also claims research by another company, Seven Capital, they suggest that just 10% of buy-to-let investors actively buying are doing so as individuals. So that is actually quite low. Buying property through a limited company provides landlords with higher levels of tax relief and personal tax savings. Although most independent advisors suggest landlords seek expert guidance on whether incorporation suits their personal circumstances. So if you're not sure, folks, if you're in my supporter group, and my VIP group, you are automatically enrolled to a 30-minute consultation with my tax accountant for free. So if it's not worth anything else, it's worth it for that. So if you're not sure about your company setup, or you need to talk about incorporation, or maybe moving things from a private company into a limited company, and you need to talk to a tax advisor, then I can put you two together for free for 30 minutes. There's no upsell. And that's part of the supporter program and the VIP program. Comment below if you'd like to have that conversation. Um, and then I'll give you the instructions on how to get into the supporter program if you don't already know. But it's free. Um, 30 minutes, a full consultation. And you don't have to do anything afterwards. You just take the advice. So that is absolute gold, folks. So if you're not sure about your company setup. Now, Stuart Williams, the chief executive of Thirlmere Deacon says, it's not surprising that more 
and more landlords are running their property portfolios through limited companies and the government's buy to let tax measures over recent years have eroded landlords profits and that's clause 24 section 24 it was, what was it called the goldilocks tax at one point since 2017 the government has brought in taxation measures that have chipped away at the tax relief previously enjoyed by private landlords whereby they could offset their mortgage interest payments against their rental income this reducing their tax liability now prior to 2017 landlords were able to offset 100 percent of their mortgage interest payments this is reduced annually and now none of the mortgage is deductible they continue to say that the government offers a 20% tax credit instead, but for higher rate taxpayers, this is not at all favourable and thus more and more private landlords are choosing to incorporate and run their portfolio like a business, which can significantly increase post-tax profit. This was not an arbitrary move from the government by any means as it makes income more trackable and holds landlords more accountable. He accepts that running a portfolio through a limited company is not right for everyone. So folks, if you're not sure, I would implore you, go over to the supporter group, um, say hi when you're in the group. I will link you up to my accountant. You two can have a conversation. It's free for 30 minutes. There's no obligation there. It's just a great value for my community. We're always about giving back, okay? If you're interested in talking to my accountant, comment below um, and I will come back to you after the live feed and um, get you into the supporter group, okay? Next on today's news, a prominent agent and industry commenta commentator says the threat of higher capital gains tax risks forcing yet more investors to quit the buy-to-let sector. David Alexander, the, the Joint Chief Executive of online property management service Apropo, says news that the Chancellor has been told he could raise more revenue by doubling capital gains tax is alarming for the lettings industry. Targeting the private rented sector is extremely risky as it's the second largest provider of homes in the UK and it would be impossible to fill this gap if there was a mass exodus of landlords and investors from the market over a short period. But the government continue to target landlords. Is it, you know, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? We are the, you know, we're that important and the second largest provider of homes, yet the government continue to target. It makes no sense. Additionally, any large-scale exit from the market would flood the market with homes, depressing prices at a time when the property sector is in desperate need of support. Alexander then goes on to say he understands the need for the government to consider revenue-raising options, given the scale of public spending required by the coronavirus pandemic, but he says... Capital gains tax increases would stifle growth, discourage investments and depress the housing market. He continues, I think people need to feel that they have an asset that is worth something and property has always been a particular British obsession. To suddenly dissipate accumulated value in an asset with little notice would disillusion many. 
Equally, the private rental sector and property investors need to feel that the UK is a safe and profitable market now and in the future. And this could divert money from the UK to other markets at a time when it's most needed. The OTS says the tax could be doubled, made simpler in its structure and brought roughly in line with income tax. The disparity in rates between capital gain tax and income tax can distort business and family decision making and creates an incentive for taxpayers to arrange their affairs in ways that effectively recharacterize income as capital gain. The OTS consultation ahead of the report, which received over 1,000 responses, revealed a range of areas in which capital gains tax is apparently counterintuitive and creates odd incentives. Some respondents argued that capital gains tax is a barrier to economic growth, others that it's a barrier to a more equitable society. Interesting. What do you think on that, folks? Let's go to some comments here. Um, Sarah is saying, depends what your personal tax status is, but I'm working with three business partners in our property business. So made sense to be a company. Yes, get property tax advice. Absolutely. Um, Dom saying, good morning. Andrew saying, I've changed to them. They're brilliant and reasonable cost. Are you talking about my accountants, Andrew? Good news if you are. If you need an accountant, folks, get into the supporter group and we give you 30 minutes for free consultation with our accountant to help you with your company structure. The supporter group is just the little badge in the comments. Click on that. It will take you to the supporter group or you just click on the become a supporter tab at the top of the page. Um, Claudia is saying, what do you think about the suggested plans on capital gains tax? I think we've just commented on that. Um, I hope that answers your questions, Claudia. What do I think? I think that it will force people out of the market quickly. If they were thinking of selling, they'll get out before it comes in, if it comes in. And that obviously will bring prices down. That might be quite good for us. But as long as you're incorporated, then the capital gains issue is not going to be a problem for you. If you're not incorporated, then of course, it probably will be. So those are my thoughts. Now, the government are great, aren't they, at leaking information like this that says that they're going to double tax. And then actually, when when it happens and when we have the budget, they don't double it. Maybe they'll just add a quarter. And everyone's like, yay, for the government, they didn't double it. When in fact, they probably were never going to do that anyway. It's just spin. Uh, and those are my thoughts. <laughs> um, Someone saying, uh, I, hi Rick, I don't know who you are, it just says Facebook user, um, so you haven't clicked that authorization link. I'm part of the VIP group and would love to take advantage of your offer of a meeting with your tax accountant. What you need to do, I don't know your name because it hasn't showed up, go into the group, tag me in and I'll link you together. No problem at all, we'll get that sorted for you. Uh, good morning from Birmingham, saying Gene Davis, good morning. Um, Kit is saying France is a legal nightmare. That's another element, isn't it, to consider, Kit, when you are investing overseas, is knowing and understanding the law, the planning law. I mean, goodness me, it's hard enough in this country understanding planning law, yet alone going to a foreign country and trying to do the same thing. So, yes, I think so. Um, Andrew's saying, how's the company spelt? You're talking to somebody else on there. So, okay, cool. Where did we get to? I think I've still got that comment open. All right, so what else is in the news today? There's a law firm that wants the government to agree that properties that have been exchanged on, but not yet completed, can definitely 
benefit from the stamp duty holiday, which ends at the end of March. Cross fingers for a lot of people. I think I reported last week or the week before that if you're not in the system now, you're not likely to benefit from the stamp duty land tax holiday because of the time scales. Now, there's a company here called Collier Bristow, and they say um, as a full blown extension to the stamp duty land tax holiday would ensure the current backlog of transactions can be dealt with in a fair manner. The firm says there's been a sustained period of unprecedented demand on conveyances, surveyors and lenders, and this is likely to result in many home buyers missing out on the holiday through no fault of their own. Janet Armstrong Fox, the partner in the company, said that the residential property market remains exceptionally busy at all levels and the demand on property lawyers and surveyors particularly acute. The lockdown throughout the spring traditionally a busy period for the residential market and the stamp duty land tax holiday is driving that demand. Buyers are already being asked to ensure they have a surveyor and a solicitor on board to see the transaction through and if they don't their affairs are being turned down. The delays do not, however, just sit with the solicitors or the surveyors. There are many steps in the conveyancing process from local authority searches now taking many weeks to complete to mortgage offers taking twice as long to be processed, translating into weeks of delay. Armstrong Fox goes on to say, as it stands, any transaction that hasn't completed by March 31st will fail to qualify for the stamp duty land tax relief, and that is likely to result in sales falling through. We would urge the government to consider extending the stamp duty land tax holiday, or if that's not viable, to allow sales that have exchanged, but are not yet to complete to qualify. Now, I think that is reasonable, and I don't think that's an unfair suggestion. What do you think, folks? Um, if you are exchanged, you should, even though you can't complete before March, be able to benefit from the same stamp duty land tax holiday as everybody else. Raj is saying, would you uh, would like to chat to your accountant? Raj, if you are in, uh, in order to qualify to chat to the accountant, you've got to be in the supporter group. Okay, so you need to click on the supporter badge and get yourself into the supporter group. Okay, it's not open to everyone generically, it's only open to people in the groups. All right, so you need to be aware of that. And if you want to get in the group, just click on become a supporter, no problem. Sarah's saying makes that three times a period to get processed through lenders painful. It does. I'm moving house, I don't like to put this out there publicly. I'm moving house, but it's taken us 12 months. 12 months because we had lockdown one then we had a down valuation and then the lenders decided to pull lending and then we had issues with drainage and sewerage and surveys and then the conveyancing period's taken forever it's taken nearly a year now cross fingers we've signed contracts not exchanged yet we should be on route to move on thursday next week but all of these things collectively together just slow the whole process down folks that's it for me today don't forget if you're watching on YouTube, click that subscribe button and that bell button. If you're watching on Facebook, click on that follow button. And if you are listening on the podcast, it'd be great if you head over and leave a review, just so we know we're doing the right thing 
here for everybody. Folks, it is Friday. Happy Friday. Tomorrow, I'm on Facebook only, and I do a live at 9 a.m. and it's Q&A. So if you have any questions for me directly, property, business, etc., then I'll be here tomorrow at 10 a.m. on Facebook only because I'm at home. I'm not in my office, so I don't have the fast enough broadband to be able to go out to lots of different platforms. So thank you, folks, for listening. I will speak to you soon. Don't forget, no matter what you do today, what do you have to do? You need to have some fun, folks. Okay, take care. I'm Rick Gannon. Welcome back to my channel. 